You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale. Today's podcast is about five life lessons that have been amplified for me while living through this extended lockdown. Right now, I'm recording this podcast and there's a crazy rainstorm out my window. I looked up and I noticed I have a black eye. I think my daughter gave it to me earlier this afternoon accidentally. Life is unpredictable. If you were in doubt before, you might not dispute that now. Join me as I explore these five life reminders and think about what yours might be. Let's go. As of this recording where I am, it has been five, almost six months since the schools announced the kids weren't going back and the government shut down almost everything else that wasn't an essential service. We have been isolating and socially distancing from friends and family, although small steps are now being made to reopen. Will the world ever go back to how it was before? No one knows, of course. I'm undecided. Humans have notoriously short memories. Just check the history books. But sometimes things are big enough to actually cause a real shift. What I hope does stay are the valuable lessons. So here are the five things that living for five months in a lockdown through this coronavirus pandemic has amplified and greatly reinforced for me. Number one, self-care is not selfish. I used to have this on a sticky note taped to my laptop. This is a really hard one, especially for mothers. It's easy to feel like you need to do everything for everyone else and so you put yourself last all the time. When you are showing up for others 24-7, it is not possible to be your best self because that self isn't being treated the best. And I mean by you. Finding time for yourself is crucial, especially if you have young children who have a great dependence on you. I know, I feel you, I'm right there with you if this is you. It has been tricky, but finding this time for you is everything. It looks different for everyone, so you need to listen to your own cues and honor what you need. Only you can do that. Other people may, and often do, try to tell you what you need, but you are the only one who really knows what that is. So decide what it is, and then create a plan to see it through. Your bucket needs to be full too. If you're trying to fill other people's buckets, there isn't going to be quality stuff or anything at all going in when there's nothing left in your own. This is a huge one that came up for me. I fell deeply into that crevice in the spring. I let other people, well, mostly it was my kids' intense remote schooling schedule, dictate my days, and I ran around in chaos and overwhelm in a way that I hadn't done since I began focusing on mindset work and diving into life coaching. And I reached a breaking point. I need to move my body. I'm a very active person in mind and body, but I didn't work out for six weeks, not even once. That doesn't work for me. I had to shake myself out of this wild stress haze, realize that I couldn't be there emotionally for my kids, let alone myself or my husband, because I was such a wreck. So once I recognized this, 
I notified the school that we'd do about half of their programming or we'd do whatever worked for us. And this gave me the time to take back control of my schedule, including making time for me to be physically active again. The kids and I took daily walks, we explored nature, we Googled stuff that we found, and we were all so much happier. I did things I needed to do for me, I felt better, and it immediately showed up in a beneficial way for my family. I also found that hermiting, I don't even know if that's a real word, was alarmingly easy to do. I wasn't communicating with my friends the way I used to, I guess when we weren't making plans for our kids or for ourselves to meet up, we just didn't really have a reason to text as much. And this means we lost all the other organic chit-chat that happened when we were setting up our plans. So we lost touch and connection just about what was going on in each other's daily lives. During the height of the lockdown, we weren't supposed to leave our houses unless we truly had to. So it was so easy to just tune in everything out. Mentally, this is not healthy for me and it probably is not healthy for you either. So hopefully you can see that self-care is so important because if you want to show up for other people, you need to show up for yourself first. Take care of you and then you can take care of others and everything else. The second thing is to trust yourself and manage your expectations. Trust your intuition as to what you need and can handle. Manage and execute upon your own expectations, not others. Don't worry about what anyone else says, not your partner, not your mother or your mother-in-law, not your friends or Jane, the well-meaning neighbor, and especially not that critical voice inside your own head. What can you handle in terms of workload, childcare, socializing, housekeeping, daily functioning, whatever it is that you need to do in your day? A lot of people tried or still try to be everything. You may have felt that you were supposed to be everything and be able to do it all from housework to career work to teaching to parenting to baking freaking bread. Then there's the extra pressure of showing all this off on social media, your new baking skills, and your perfectly Pinterested homeschooling setup with this ridiculous but pretty schedule your perfect kids were adhering to. Things look different. If you are living with others, especially with young kids, it's very difficult to find the same working hours or uninterrupted quiet time that you may have had before. You can only keep this strain and stress up for so long. These sudden changes can have an impact on executing your work and even being able to think without interruption. You can only keep this strain and stress up for so long. Then what happens when the holes start to show up in the seams? You get hard on yourself. You put yourself in a completely unrealistic position. It's like working for that tyrant boss. Only you are the tyrant and the battered employee. You may have to shift deadlines. You may have to change your expectations as to what you can accomplish in a day or even a week. You don't need to drop goals or projects exactly, but you may need to adjust their timing. Tuning into yourself is a very important skill. Recognize those alarm bells. It might show up as tension or or restless buzzing energy. It could be poor sleep or even forgetfulness. 
Knowing your limits is the key to weathering storms. When you know what you can take on and what you have to release, you can better manage the associated stress. Also important, communicate your limits with the people around you. Set their expectations of you rather than letting them dictate what they expect from you. Number three, ask. Ask for what you need. Ask for what you want. And ask it with a plan or with as many specifics as you can. I know I am very fortunate to not have been affected more severely than I have throughout this coronavirus pandemic, so it might be easier for me to find silver linings, but this one took me a long time and possibly because I wasn't doing number two, which was recognizing my limits. Things have been very tough emotionally and mentally. I've had days where I feel like a rubber band that is stretched to its max. A couple of weeks ago, I looked at my husband and I said, I've got nothing left. I was drained physically and mentally. I hadn't had one day or even a half day away from my family since early March, but I hadn't asked or pushed for it either. Sure, I can wish that my husband had recognized and given that time to me on his own, but really I am the one who's responsible for me and what I need. And that means I need to communicate. I had mentioned it in passing to my husband a couple of times, but until recently, I had never sat him down in seriousness and said, I need a day and a night off and I need you to help me with that. This is what I want to do and this is when it's happening. And once I did that, it happened. I had 24 hours in which I connected with one of my best friends that I hadn't seen for over a month and I got to focus on my business. I came back to my family floating. I was elated just having that time to myself to recharge. When I came back, I could handle my kids screaming at each other and the massive mess of my house. One of my kids freaking spray-painted our walkway, the house, the garage, and my bike in the 24 hours I was gone. I didn't even raise my voice at him. I handled it. There is no chance I could have dealt with that situation with so much calmness and grace if I hadn't just filled my own bucket. True, it probably wouldn't have happened if I hadn't left, But me getting that time for myself is still worth seeing the spray paint on my house. It came off my bike. Thanks, Tran, for helping with that. I needed that time for myself so badly. And when I got it, it recharged me. It revitalized me in ways that even I didn't realize that I needed If you don't actually ask for what you want or need with a real plan and with specifics, you're not going to get it. It's up to you. So just ask. Number four is choice and control. You are in control. You get to choose. You have the choice in terms of how to think, feel, act, and react in most cases. Even when you think you don't, or you have convinced yourself that you don't. There are certainly instances of real trauma, and for that, working with a therapist is recommended. There may be a lot of trauma for people from these past six months. They've been pretty heavy. But that is different than playing victim. 
defaulting to and even wanting to be in victim mode when life feels hard is common. It's easier than looking within. Doing the work to look within can be scary and threatening to who you are, to your identity, to both the outside world and yourself. You might not like some of what you discover. I'm going to let you in on a secret though. Everyone has a bit of good and a bit of ugly in them. We are not perfect beings. Good people can make bad choices lots of times, but we can also choose to improve. We can choose to actively and consciously learn from our mistakes and biases and take steps to be better. So for most situations, you can choose how you behave, feel, and think. Generally, I hold the philosophy and attitude of being kind and gentle with yourself, but there are times you need to have a bit of tough love on yourself to make sure you aren't hiding in excuses, biases, and ignorance. There are times you need to ask more from yourself. You get to choose. You can use your voice. You can use your actions. And number five is kindness. Now, more than ever, show kindness. You've probably heard this saying, I love it so much. It goes, in a world where you can be anything, be kind. My podcast editor, Emily, from The Ultimate Creative, we've never met in real life. We've only been digitally connected for a couple of months, yet she encourages me offers me technical and moral support beyond what I've signed on to pay her for, it feels like she's one of my biggest fans. Her support is so genuine and kind, and she doesn't have to do that. She could just send me due dates and files to approve and be done with it. So this extra kindness, it does wonders for me. I'm so lifted and aware of it that I'm constantly now looking to give this same kindness, this break, to others. Recently, I went through the Tim Hortons drive-thru and when I reached the window, was informed the car in front of me had paid for my order. It was such random kindness, a gesture that couldn't even be thanked. I was so touched. So the next time I went through the drive-thru, I did the same for the car behind me. I have no idea who it was I bought a coffee for and I don't know how he or she may have felt about it. I hope it made their day, but it's nothing to dwell on. It was easy and it made me feel light. I can see more kindness when I'm consciously being extra kind to others. Kindness is light. It lifts the spirits both of the receiver and the giver. Kindness is everything. So that's my list of the top five life lessons that have truly been amplified for me during the past half of a year. (laughs) To recap, they are self-care is not selfish trust yourself, which means managing your expectations, ask for help, you are in control, you get to choose, and be kind. Of course, there are terrible hardships and tough situations where the effects may still be felt long after the virus is no longer such a threat. I know that everyone has been and still is on this journey together, quickly adapting to changing guidelines and laws like wearing masks and social distancing. There is a lot of fear because so much is still unknown and a massive world shift like this that happens so quickly is a lot to process. But in this processing, there has been much coming together. People are rising so that when we read or say Black Lives Matter, we really 
mean it. We recognize why they do matter and recognize white privilege and why this channeled energy must continue to push forward so change will happen. There has also been so much self-reflection, time to educate, time to look inward and outward. There has been pausing. There have been discoveries, so many beautiful small discoveries and some big. I have a friend who travels for work about 50% of the time and she has realized that she doesn't need to do that anymore if when the world goes back to quote unquote normal. She has proven that she can be just as connected and more efficient virtually serving her clients from her own home. This means less stress on her mind and her body and more time with her beautiful family with no loss of business or income. People have stopped to smell the roses. Have you done that? Take time today to count your blessings. Smile thinking about all the people you love and consider what you can take away from this year. Real growth only happens when we are ready to open our eyes. I see you. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.